Welcome back to this episode 72. 72 is the name, is the number of the episode. It's not the name of the episode. You might have noticed that I changed the names, uh, that I'm actually putting the artist's names now in the title of the podcast because that was said to me and in a stupor of clarity I agree with the person that I presented the podcast to and he was pretty lost when looking at the the names that he didn't recognize any names and obviously the artist names is way more recognizable than the albums just the albums right and I I realized that that was the problem. That's why I don't get any listeners at all. So I should start getting some listeners from now on then, uh, since I've changed this particular little detail there. So let's see what can happen now because of that. You know, maybe the, the gates now are full of very, very, very thirsty listeners thirsty in a good sense in a good reason thirst 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 for knowledge about music right thirst for knowledge about something that they never heard before the washing machine is probably making some noises now i'm not sure exactly how that is translating to you there you know don't be afraid it's just a washing machine um it won't get you. I have the number already, number of the album that we're going to talk about here on this very lovely and, and bubbly program that we have, this very jolly attraction. And we have Open Mic Ego, Dark Comedy. So we keep somewhat in the, I don't know, I've been talking about rap from time to time, I guess. Not really, not that much. Very varied the list, you know. As of lately, we had like a like a good run there in terms of the single songwriter from the seventies sort of albums, like a very important albums from the seventies before. And now we have a an artist that was really fundamental for me when I was starting to get into different flavors of hip hop different flavors of rap and open mic ego if you don't know i'm a very 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 big big fan of this guy uh if you don't know he is somewhat a mixture between comedian rapper performance artist in a way uh conscious hip-hop um artist very keen to do a lot a lot of personal stuff it chronicles a lot of um a lot of his emotional turmoils in some other records you know as he would progress within his career he kind of let go of the r rap sort of comedy oriented ideas and he became a more complete you know, more encompassing 
in terms of themes uh, within this, his records, his scope, his scope of themes definitely uh, when uh, definitely brought itself, right? And we have it here probably one of his first records, I believe his sophomore album. Uh, it is uh, accompanied by a EP as well, a something something show. So he always had within his um, within his style of rapping and his style of production a sort of tongue in cheek comedy rap sort of idea, but he's in a way bigger than that you can say he isn't more um he he try the way that he comes across is he's much more intelligent than it seems to be right or at least is one of those types of person types of uh artists like weird all yankovic right he is pretty much the comedy that he does and i've just recently watched the movie so his movie so I have fresh, uh, fresh eyes in that sense. Um, he is a an intelligent composer, intelligent musician, very capacitated, very well trained within the art of making music. But he chooses as a vehicle to be funny. I think is sort of the same with Open Mic Eagle, but not necessarily so. In the same capacity, there is tinges to the, the 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 there is tinges of comedy, there is tinges of um, quirkiness and funniness to his approach. I think he's overall a very um, positive and, and and embracing sort of figure, as far as I can tell. Listening to interviews of him, very very bright sort of guy. So he is, uh, the way that his intelligent co intelligence comes through is through humor. They say, right? People say, I think it's common knowledge that humor is one part of intelligence, you know? So if you can make people laugh, it means that you are clever to some extent. And that definitely comes across with his, um, with his style in terms of production. What you can expect from him is a light-hearted, funky, sort of Tribe Call Quest, sort of De La so, sort of Far Side, very Midwestern um, flavors to the, to the hip-hop, which is sort of a blend between Southern and Eastern hip-hop, essentially. Uh, you find a lot of outcasts, you know, in in his approach, uh, but mainly mainly Tribe Called Quest and De La Soul, I would probably say production wise are the most influential music acts uh, in in his production. Very keen eye for the clever, very keen eye for the for the cute. Not really forcing. You know the cuteness, but it does have a keen eye for those two elements there. Uh, obviously, that comes across in the wittiness of his lyrics too. As he progressed, as I said um, before, he became more mature, so he tackled on 
um, obviously with a lens of quirkiness and, and weirdness, you know, offbeatness to it. But he tackled themes as divorce, themes of uh, there's one particular album of his that is an homage of for the project that he grew up in Chicago that he was the project was being demolished at that time so he he recorded a album in homage to those memories of that particular place so he became more ambitious and obviously you know that comes across like that thematic sort of idea like the the overarching thematic idea of his records came from this one because it's sort of set up as a comedy late show or at least the companion ep is more like that but this one definitely has those ideas those uh intercut with some comedy sketches with some um very comedy central era college humor era humor on the internet he has that quirkness of improv he has that quirkness of you know improv i think would be somewhat of a somewhat of a, a good description so imagine if a hip-hop guy was an improv guy and he had like that but not in a cheesy way that usually you know improv can be usually improv is like a horrible thing <laughs> in and of itself, if it's not done, you know, properly, I would say. If if it's done in a in a mechanical and the people don't know each other very well, you know, it can it can come across as very, very bad. Uh I speak from experience, so yeah. And imagine that. Imagine a rapper that uh, it, it was like a theater kid that did improv and, you know, like to show his wittiness and like to show and he is truly insightful and truly really um good lyrically speaking very very good flow very very impressive and compelling way of delivering the raps you know so what you find here it's very lighthearted it's very detail oriented as well uh very very cool one-liners he was always very very known for those clever online one-liners you know ama amazing record it's like in comparison with his other stuff not necessarily as robust and as mature as um as the the project album and the divorce album in particular i really like what happens when I try to relax, which is a sort of a mixtape sort of thing. And yeah, Bob, the, the one from 2017, the one after this one, I think, is one of the best records that he that he ever did, which is Brick, Brick Body Kids Still Daydream. Yes, it's a, a bit of a mouthful there. But really amazing record, that one. And Dark Comedy as well. Really, really good. So let's get a look at the lyrics here and just see if we can sort something out. Dark comedy cold as the ocean at a low because nobody seems to know when I'm joking. 
for those who haven't heard of me, I'm bad at sarcasm, so I work in absurdity. Also, absurd humor. There is a lot of there is a lot of that and a lot of nerdy references too. Sort of a nerdy improv kid, theater kid, rap album in a very 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 good way, you know. So rap songs like Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright is a comedian very very known for his one-liners and monotone drone. People wonder if he, if he breathing right. Right, Stephen Wright, he only does one-liner jokes. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant comedian. One of my favorite. Like he has one of the greatest uh, special specials uh, recorded, which is um, "I Have a Pony," something like that. So very, very absurdist sort of uh, approach to comedy and surreal. It is sort of what uh, Open Mike Eagle does in in on this album here getting the whole comedy thing as a theme of the album he name drops the the comedian Stephen Wright and he also name drops Patch Adams which is the famous doctor that used humor as a curative sort of thing used like a clowning right specifically as a method of healing the psychological parts you know the psychological aspect of of his patience very famous movie with uh robin williams uh robin williams yeah and he you can see you can watch that movie if you want you're gonna understand um it names drop burn after reading which is a dark comedy from the coen brothers also a lot of those sort of uh the silliness and and cruelty of life also comes across some somewhat in his uh raps you know he tends to travel those paths as well so because my true religion is the, my true religion is the thirst is like burn after reading the dark ugly truth that addicts learn at the meetings yeah so the dark dark comedy in a way of seeing you know he names drops he name drops a bunch of different things from comedy and different things from black culture that is recognizable as, uh, you know, Living Color is a comedy show. Royal Tenenbaums is a, is a movie, a comedy movie. So very knowledgeable, very nerdy sort of approach to rap music, which I don't think it had many people doing that before. Not really in a very real sense. Like the the to the extent that he does on this album, so very very groundbreaking breaking in that sense. I don't think there is there are many comedy rap things that are this deep in nature and are this complete. In 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 you know you have obviously uh, Eminem being somewhat like that, but Eminem was pretty much you know in the game like seriously in the game, right? In the beginning of the, the early 2000s. He wasn't like doing comedy rap per se. He had comedic songs, like a lot of them, especially Slim Shady, you know? The Slim Shady LP. And Marshall Meadows as well has a has a bunch of, a bunch of um, comedy stuff in it. But that particular 
brand of hip hop and that particular blend of nerdiness, comedy, conscious hip hop, and who else? And like nerdy stuff. Did I say nerdy stuff already? Yeah. So if you you have all of those together, you know, because mostly uh, you have two of those elements for the most part, right? You you either conscious and nerdy, or you are uh, conscious and super artsy in the production. I think that he's sort of like five things at the same time, you know. He's super. Uh, he has super good taste in terms of production super witty super well well taught lyrics and and, and, and and ideas super funny very good rapper a very unique person to to be choosing uh, the rap uh, route there you know I don't know maybe it sounds obvious in, in, in hindsight but it seems to me that he's a very unique combination of a bunch of different things that, you know, he should be praised for it because he's truly an amazing artist. Obviously, you had MF Doom. So MF Doom has to be mentioned, right? Because uh, Open open Mic Ego openly, no pun intended, um, referred to MF Doom as his favorite MC and his biggest influence. There's a particular episode of something that he did on, on a podcast on, on YouTube that he mentions like the way that the doom um, constructs his rhymes and so that's definitely a, there, there is definitely someone that did a very similar thing to, to his before uh, that was obviously a very underground hip-hop sort of thing which I think open mic ego is also a product of that of the Milia, but yeah. So MF Doom, you have Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, and you have comedy rap as a in total, like comedy in rap, not necessarily comedy rap, like the willingness, the willingness to be funny while rapping, and while constructing ideas about. But he's not necessarily just that. Uh, especially on the later records. Uh, at this time, he was pretty much on the business of making funny songs and making like funny observational sort of style song stuff. But yeah, definitely MF Doom. Definitely conscious hip-hop, jazz hip-hop from the 90s. And nerdy sort of stuff. Yeah, that's why you have that. You have nerdiness, you have consciousness, and you have quirkiness and funniness. I believe that's about it. Because we're going to go into the references and we're going to go into the, all of the things that he talks about. It's going to become a little bit repetitive if I, you know, if I get the... Uh, if I get the the idea here he doesn't get like so much caught up in references and all that but it is part of hip-hop you know to reference stuff to just oppose so for sure you know you have R R P G, roll the die 
JPG Kaubtai, PG13, Cobra Kai. Very clever sort of rhyme, rhyming idea there. A lot of video game stuff, a lot of, you know, very, very oddball, out of the left, left field sort of stuff. All right, I'll leave you now with this. I don't know if this was underwhelming. It feels slightly underwhelming. But definitely something that you should think about. You know? Yeah, you should definitely think about getting this getting this album a listen because you're going to see a lot of interesting things here if you just want to have fun, you know? Because at the end of the day, what is life but a fun fast, you know? It's a fast to have fun in. Thank you. Open Mic Ego, Dark Comedy, delivers exactly that. Sort of a dark, dramedy, you know, approach to hip-hop. Very interesting concept and very interesting execution as well. Interesting to see where he went as an artist after that too. And yeah, with much love, I am signing out or signing off. Whatever the one that you use when you use the radio, that's what I meant. Bye.